0: Welcome to the World Class Community Show, where we invite expert community builders to share their experiences, knowledge and expertise they've built up through the years. Our guest today is Jenny Björklöf, and she's co-founder and community manager of freelancers in Belgium, a community for and uh, by freelancers. She was involved in SASTOC, and she's one of the biggest community managers from Entrepreneurs Anonymous in Ireland and Ghent, where she set up both chapters. Jenny lives and breathes community management and building communities, and I am very excited to talk to her today about community building. Welcome, Jenny.
1: Thank you so much, exciting to be here.
0: So we have uh, always the same icebreaker, and it's basically what kind of underground or small community are you a part of that is very unique?
1: Well, right now I'm the, the leader of Freelancers in Belgium. Uh, which is a community with the mission of making life easier and better for freelancers in Belgium. And how do we do that? We have a very active Facebook group with now 8,500 members. And then we have also next to that 10 smaller groups. So together we're with more than 10,000, where we basically connect with each other. And we also ask questions and then freelancers answer them and share share their best experiences
0: okay wow so is it any kind of freelancer or is it only in the marketing space or or in general
1: any kind of freelancer okay and even uh, yeah the word freelancer is also very loaded but uh, also solo printers uh, find us because it's basically the people who run a business but they work alone
0: okay well that i well, I remember well, I had a co founder uh, at Sunday, so we always had each other to uh talk to and share experience. but if you're alone i can I can imagine it's it can be quite lonely sometimes and a community yeah, like that
1: there you have thousands of colleagues and it's wonderful okay
0: awesome so what make you made you decide to start this community?
1: It's a bit of a long story, but I'll try to make it short and interesting <laughs> so uh I'm originally from Finland, I moved to Belgium about 13 years ago to realize one of my youth dreams to live and work abroad. And uh, I was working there at Volvo Trucks for five years in the call centers, I was helping truck drivers in need. <laughs> but um, I also had this entrepreneurial spirit and, and my other dream was to always start another, uh, a business. And then my cousin called me from Ireland. And she said, Jenny, I want to start a business, but I don't have time. Can you come and do it for me? And I thought, this is my call for <laughs> starting a business. So I went to Ireland, and it was horrible. Uh, I was there completely on my own. Instead of having the 200 colleagues that I was used to at Volvo Trucks and knowing exactly what I was supposed to do every day, I went to being alone and not knowing anything. So I thought, okay, what? what how can I solve this? Maybe I need to do some networking and then i ended up searching for networking groups but i couldn't really find anything suitable for me there were like the chambers of commerce i thought that was a little bit too stiff there were just the the start of the startup hypes, and i was thinking like oh i don't really fit with beer drinking guys and uh, talking about technology because I, my business was in the construction industry and then there were a lot of female entrepreneurship things. And I was like, mm, I still like men. And I'm also in the construction industry. So <laughs> so female only doesn't really work for me. And then I found Entrepreneurs Anonymous in Dublin. And I was thinking, this is what I want. All kinds of founders uh, meeting up. There's a founder story. And then there's a nice pint of Guinness afterwards. And once a month. And it doesn't cost anything. But the problem was it was 300 kilometers away from me. Okay. So I thought, I'm not going to commute six hours at least uh, to go there. So I called the organizer and I was like, can you please come and organize these events in my city as well? And then he said, no, but can you? <laughs> and that's where, <laughs> where my spark for community building and networking and organizing events and getting people together for professional development started. So I started the, the chapter in my city and then I moved back to Belgium because I, uh, I, I missed Belgium. I live in Ghent and I don't think that there's any better city in the world to, <laughs> to live in. So I moved back and then I was thinking like, what, what do I do now? And I tried to look for some jobs, but it didn't really feel right. And then I was like, okay, should I just maybe start my own business? but I had still no clue what I was supposed to do. So I managed to get my first assignment with the organizer in Dublin and he was a startup investor. So I was kind of like doing his um, project management and and organizing events for him and, and doing uh, uh, social media and stuff. And so I, I worked with him. And then um, when he wanted to start a business two years later, I decided to not to join him and decided to go full-time freelancer myself. And then I, I was facing the same problem again. How do I do this in Belgium? And then I realized that there's absolutely no support for the solo printers. There's a lot of support for uh, companies that uh, want to start a business with employees. Then the government is basically throwing money at them, but the little lonely wolves, not so much. So then I uh, ended up uh, with the Facebook group Freelancers in Belgium. It had then 250 members. And then um, I just basically started using the group to support my own freelance career. So I started asking questions like, hey, I have this kind of client. Uh, How do I deal with this? How do I make an invoice? Do I need a website? Uh, How do I do this, this and that? And all of a sudden, there were just more and more members coming, and because I was quite personal and open about my journey, people were v- very helpful. And they also started asking their own questions, and it was just really nice. So, basically, that's that's how freelancers in Belgium got. Mm. So, you started from started your another... own need, actually? Yes. Okay. Scratching my own itch. Yeah. So, and when you. Yeah, while I was doing that, I also realized that the hardest part is. Um, with events is to get people to come to events so I, I self-taught myself a lot with social media and digital marketing and that became also by my role then as a freelancer
0: okay so that's your expertise right now is yes. um digital marketing and specialized in events or well, I saw you were a LinkedIn, linkedin expert also
1: Yes. So I also was uh, very hesitant about becoming a freelancer because I was super scared about selling. I was really like, I do not want to pick up my phone and try to sell myself. Yuck. (laughs) I really don't want to do that. So then I thought maybe LinkedIn could help me get clients. And then I read and learned everything that I could about LinkedIn. And I started experimenting. And then it went so well that people started asking me for to learn how i did it and then i thought okay i'm gonna become a linkedin trainer then
0: Well, yeah I, it's really interesting that your whole trajectory was okay i have this problem i will look for a solution first if it doesn't exist i'm going to reach out to some other location that already does it or i'm going to build it myself so yes it's really well that,
1: that, uh, that really helps with uh, confidence as yeah. well to really know that yeah to walk the talk and do it yourself first, then it's easier to teach it as well.
0: So the um, freelancers in Belgium, you said the group had already 250 members. Uh, So you joined the group first and it was like a bit dead? Or or how would you describe it?
1: Yeah, so there was a person in my network who was running the group and she said that she doesn't really have time with it and if I'm interested, I can take it over. And I was like, sure, why not? Okay,
0: and now more than 10,000 people.
1: (laughs) yes so that was uh, about four years ago
0: when when did you have the feeling like oh this is really taking off
1: Uh, immediately it worked so much better than any uh, facebook page that i've ever managed okay
0: nice so now you're still mainly on facebook are there other channels which you are um, testing now or discovering um, to to build these communities
1: Well, I wish that LinkedIn would work better for community management and if it would, I would immediately move there, not think twice. I've uh, looked at Slack, but I've tried also with uh, Sastoc to manage a a group on Slack, but I have the feeling that people prefer to use Slack for work communication and not so much for community engagement. So it's very difficult to get people to engage there. I've also looked at external platforms, but it's the same problem. Then people are not there uh, by themselves. So then you have to send them somewhere and that creates a different kind of dynamic. Mm -hmm. And it's also a different kind of work. It's easier to be on a social media platform because people are there anyway.
0: Yeah, uh, if I um, can refer to some other episodes Uh, If we look at the gaming industry, Discord is, of course, very popular. You see that all these communities are built around Discord. But mainstream. I've looked
1: at Discord, but uh, there my problem is that it's not very professional. Like it gives automatic uh, nicknames to people. So there can be like the Wild Niels. (laughs) I don't know if uh, I would like to have my business contact. (laughs) It doesn't sound that bad. There are other names as well, so <laughs> which are me.
0: Okay, okay. A bit less. Yeah. So <laughs> well that's always one of the challenges. Um, another challenge we always see is a curation of communities. So you said okay we started with freelancers but it's also already solopreneurs right now. How do you manage to keep your, your community pure or, or valuable for each other?
1: Well, in Facebook, you have the feature of, uh, that you can add questions that people have to answer before joining. So, A, they have to answer all three questions. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Facebook also makes it quite easy to, for you to check the profile immediately so you can see where they live. So one requirement that we have is that they live in Belgium or have some kind of connection with Belgium, that they are a, a solopreneur or freelancer, so they have to answer about their profession, okay. and then basically it's about what so there's like a uh, multiple choice where people tell what they want to do with the community, and then we give them some options. So they have to answer all three of them. Otherwise, we don't even see the request, and then basically just a quick glimpse of the profile. But it's it's indeed a lot of manual work.
0: Okay. You you still all do this all by yourself or do you have these leaders in the group that, that help you?
1: There are uh volunteering community leaders for the for the subgroups as we call them. And then we I'm also I have a business partner. So we started a uh not for profit company next to the community to to manage all the ticket sales and the events and and partnerships. Um so yeah. Uh, he helps with that and there might be more volunteers coming as well.
0: Okay. So we, we covered the digital part. Of course, your experience with Entrepreneurs Anonymous is these real-life physical meetings and events. How do you think about this in, in community building? How important do you think these are?
1: I think it's uh, crucial. Uh, we try to also do a lot online because it's we are a nationwide group, so it's hard to get everyone to join at a physical location but we will aim to have a yearly conference mm-hmm. where we invite everyone so the next one will be in uh, september and we aim for 400 people okay. to to join us in brussels and uh, we've had one so far and it was magical it was so cool to have the, the same spirit as we have in the group, but in person and that people could really talk with each other and, and I still hear people, this was uh, just before the f- uh, COVID mm-hmm. lockdown, and I still hear people saying that, "Oh, thanks to meeting that person, we're now doing this and doing that. So it's, it, it really was an impactful event.
0: Wow, oh, that's amazing. So the, the, the combination of digital and real life, enhances and and did you see well maybe it's it's the data is too the the question is too data driven but see you did you see an increase in engagement after this event like the moment they met each other in real life did they become more active on the platforms
1: Uh, i'm not sure about the platforms but i'm sure that there were a lot of people who met each other and stayed connected after the event okay uh, what happened with uh, COVID was I was first thinking that, oh, no, I can't do any live events anymore. This is going to kill the community. But the opposite happened. We were with 2,000 people when, when the first lockdown hit us. And then uh, in a few months, we were with more than 5,000. So we more than doubled wow because all of a sudden there was a big, big, big need for belonging.
0: It's true. How, um, how does does the conference look like? You can uh, make a bit of promotion uh, for all the freelancers <laughs> and, and solopreneurs <laughs> listening, but how, how, yeah. do you, how do you start a conference? I think it's really interesting, like you, you have the audience, and then you have the idea, let's build a one or two day conference. How do you, how do you start with that?
1: Well, um, <coughs> I can start by saying that it's not a conference for people who just want to sit down on their ass and, and passively listen to a speaker. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, what we have as a trademark is basically we have a two-hour networking lunch. Instead of just a half hour or maybe an hour break in between, we do it for two hours, so that people really have enough time to do whatever they need to do. If they need to check their emails, if they need to, if they want to have longer conversations, if they want to discover the sponsor booths, then, and they can, they have enough time to do that. And also, of course eat and drink. Um, but uh, with the agenda, we, we really look at the questions that have been asked in the community and try to figure out a program based to that. And then we list all the topics that we think that might be interesting and then we let the, the community vote for what they want. Oh. And then we select the top voted um, uh, topics and then we add them into the agenda That's and we also also split uh, the conference uh, into two groups so we have the the starters and the advanced and then in the networking part we mix them so that they can exchange learnings and there's so many, uh, it's so wonderful, there's so many advanced freelancers who really want to help starters. It's really amazing so now we're really going to do a lot of effort into Matching them. We also, uh, as conversation starters, we created these stickers, where we, uh, instead of titles, we put like, "What do you do?" So okay. I sell, I sell stuff, or I make pretty pictures, or I take uh, cool videos. Okay. And then you kind of know like what they are doing, and then, then you can. That was for the IT professionals. I speak binary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's so cool to lower these barriers to start a conversation.
1: Yes. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, a lot is around, uh, uh, having a good moderator. It's really crucial because that's really the, the glue for the whole, whole event. Last time we ended up with, a, uh, ended the day with a comedy show, oh. freelance bloopers. Awesome. So it's a really, uh, uh, inspiring program, but also with valuable content.
0: Okay, super. So any listener interested, uh, subscribe, uh, subscribe in the for September, for the September edition. Um, yes. So you have the community right now, and it has evolved from 250 people to 10,000 people. Uh, of course, it brings growing pains with itself, which are, one, which are some of these milestones you reached, like, where you said, okay, we really need to restructure this or do this in a different way.
1: Um, it's a good question. Uh, in terms of engagement, the amount of of members has not changed much, which is really really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the algorithms have a little bit of influence there. Um, uh, we started a 2 because uh, it was easier to do the partnership management. Okay with an entity behind rather than me as a lonely freelancer i didn't feel feel comfortable doing these things alone anymore so that was a a milestone and that happened after the first conference to have like these more structural one-year partnerships instead of just per event Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah for the rest don't really have anything to add there
0: okay how much uh of your time, do you spend on a weekly basis on the community?
1: I think if you do uh, a normal work week of 40 hours, then maybe a third. Okay. So, uh, I like to say that uh, a third goes to the community, a third goes to the LinkedIn stuff, and uh, a third goes to the freelance activities.
0: Okay. Nice. It's still uh, 12, 12, 13 hours a week that you spend with the community. Um, yes. Do you think it's important that the the leader or the founder of the community stays very active continuously or does it start to lead a life of its own?
1: It uh, It's easier and easier. So now I can focus more on organizing events and creating content. I don't have to moderate the group so much uh, because the members kind of do it themselves. If there is a, a negative post or if there's a post that is not okay with the rules then it will get reported and deleted okay. so that's that's really nice
0: yeah, So and so then people yeah.
1: also yeah people also see when there's like a negative comment and there's a let's say a backlash then people also learn very quickly not to step over the boundaries
0: <laughs> so it's <laughs> self-learning the community so it's self-enforcing yeah. the the yeah. culture of the community
1: Yes, very, very strict social checks. Okay, <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's nice. Um, quite a broad question. How do you get engagement? Let's say, how do you get people to interact more on these channels? Do you nudge them? Do you do, you do something actively for this?
1: Uh, what we do is every week we do a welcome post mm-hmm. where we welcome the new members and then we ask them what they what they sell because then it's a that's a good nudge for getting people to (laughs) to introduce themselves Um, and then uh, there we have we on top of that we welcome everyone that introduces themselves with a personal comment okay and then uh, what we also do is we ask instead of Pushing content, we also push content sometimes, but instead of pushing content, we ask questions. So for example, next week, I have a story about uh, that I will have to give up my illusion of having a paper-free office. I will have to buy a printer. (laughs) Can you please advise what kind of printer I need?
0: (laughs) Oh, there will be a lot of replies on that one. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And by doing this, also it it uh, triggers other freelancers also to share their personal questions and these are the type of questions that are really easy to answer and people really like to help and share and and this creates a really great vi- vibe and engagement
0: okay is there um <coughs> do you track the uh, leads that are generated for the members do you, do you have a system to track the value your community generates for the members?
1: Well, we have uh, the member growth, engagements on posts, ticket sales, partnerships, partner, new partnership requests, uh, website visitors, social media engagement metrics, uh, link clicks. We have also a, a newsletter, so we, we check the subscription growth and link clicks and opens and stuff like that. and personally i also um, track a bit the how many speaking engagement requests that i get because yeah the more i'm out there about the the community it's like a big snowball that is just rolling
0: okay so a lot of so data those be the
1: metrics yeah okay yes um maybe not so structurally but yeah, uh, still <laughs> it
0: is important well i've heard it from from almost all guests that that at some point, they have to start tracking data. Uh, it's not data driven, but it's interesting to see just measure what is happening and are we going in the right direction? Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So let's go back to uh, Entrepreneurs Anonymous. Can you tell a bit about what this organization or this community was? Uh,
1: it was really for all kinds of founders. And uh, the concept was to meet the last Tuesday of the month at the same location and just have a drink together. And I started uh, the chapter in Cork and then someone took it over for a few years. Then I also helped out in Dublin, but mostly remotely. And then I started also the chapter in Ghent. And in Ghent we did it for, I think, four, four years or so every last tuesday of the month we met in the irish pub wow and uh, and this has also yeah my still my best friends are some of the members that came to every event and and we still meet up
0: okay that's really cool so what what did you learn from that experience did you learn we we well there needs to be guinness to have a good conversation (laughs)
1: yeah no uh, we also had uh, every time we had guest speakers Mm -hmm. so i learned a lot about managing speakers and and doing copyright and and creating bios and and stuff like that Um, what else yeah i'm i also managed to survive stage fright thanks to that Because I had to make the introductions and I really didn't like speaking in front of an audience. But I also realized that if I'm constantly at the back, I will never get any recognition for my work. So it's just a must to get out there and go on the podium. Um, And yeah, I learned a lot about digital marketing doing those events.
0: Okay. And is it still uh, happening in Ghent, the chapter?
1: No. No, we We stopped it because uh, the freelancers started to take okay. too much of my time, and I didn't want to make it a, a paid thing and so
0: and is there a, a monthly drink for the freelancers, or is that not uh, introduced yet?
1: Not yet, <laughs> but it's maybe maybe something that could be interesting to do, but then i I think I need some extra help yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, we talked a little bit about Covid of course, um, having all. Uh, physical events dropped but you said it was a positive boost for the community um, what kind of conversations were happening in, in the community then was it all COVID related or was it just people trying to connect and trying to do business as usual uh,
1: mostly people trying to connect the, there wasn't too much uh, complaining or 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 sadness people were really just trying to get get a boost, I had the sense. I heard from other communities, for example, in events and video and photography especially, that there it was quite tough and it was quite negative. But uh, I tried to also really keep the group to have a positive vibe and not not go into the rabbit hole of of sadness and anger. <laughs> okay because there was nothing else that we could do
0: so i was always also very curious so your roots are in finland you have uh, swedish roots also you have lived in cork in ireland you have lived in ghent in belgium and um, what do you think these cultures or the differences in cultures influence communities do you have the feeling that in all cultures communities are appreciated it the same way? Or was it more difficult in some than others to start one and grow one?
1: Mm, I don't have much experience with community building in in Scandinavia, so I cannot answer to that. Um, the difference between uh, Ireland and Belgium is maybe that Irish are a bit more open. So it's easier to talk with Irish people. Um, but then again most of or a lot of my community members because i run everything in english means that there's a lot of foreigners and that creates this really diverse audience and they are very keen on connecting with each other because they don't have anyone else Mm -hmm. so there's a difference but in the end people really just want to connect okay and it also attracts the the very open-minded belgians and I think that's r- really cool.
0: Oh, you found some. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, su- super, super. Um, yeah. So the, the core of the group is on Facebook, if I, if I learned correctly. Um, yes. You, you, you've uh, touched the algorithm. Um, how, how have you seen this change? Is it growing upstream or is it not really influencing uh, what you're doing with community?
1: Uh, I see, for example, immediately if there's a link in a post that it gets a lot less traction, but if it's a question or if it's especially if it's a poll, then there's a lot of engagement.
0: Okay. So content types really matter even in these closed groups? Yes. Okay. And do you have a feeling, because uh, well I'm not active on, on Facebook anymore for a while, but do you have a feeling that um, you reach more people? in the group, then in general on Facebook, is there higher engagement in these closed groups?
1: Absolutely, okay. yes. Okay. I do get uh, a lot of engagement if I post something on my personal profile, mm-hmm. but that's then I'm very careful with what I put there because I don't wanna bore my Scandinavian <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, family and, and friends with too much uh, professional related content. So I do that on, on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, LinkedIn is actually becoming quite personal. I've seen all these posts with people posting about their children, and uh, so it's getting more and more yeah. personal. It's the the border is uh, getting thinner and thinner between uh, Facebook Indeed. and LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. And Twitter? Do you use Twitter? Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I'm I, I have a profile there, but I barely never watch it.
0: So there's no uh, freelancers for Bel- of Belgium uh, on Twitter yet.
1: No, we do have an account on Instagram, Hmm. but uh, I'm also managing that one and I'm not doing a great job, so maybe I will need a volunteer for that one too. Okay,
0: (laughs) so all applicants, uh, please uh, (laughs) (laughs) email Jenny or add her on Facebook. Um, So if there is one thing people should remember from this interview, let's say I think from all the people I spoke to, you have uh, one of the longest track records in community building and a lot of different things. Uh, what What is it that you would give aspiring community builders or people who were in are in the same situation as you were, looking for a like-minded group and can't find it, and want to start themselves? What, what advice would you give them?
1: This is an easy one. To get attention, give attention. That's nice. Read. Uh, I, I suggest to read the book uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale... Co- Carnegie. Yeah. It really changed the way how I behave with, with people and with especially on social media.
0: It's a very good book. That was my first uh, business book I ever read.
1: Yeah,
0: I can advise it to everybody. Yeah, true.
1: Yes. So,
0: okay. And then we have uh, the final critical thinker. That's something we ask from everybody. So if you were hired by a startup or a brand that nobody knows, Um, and they ask from you to to start building a community, what would you do in in the first 30 days?
1: Well, uh, building a community is a lot about, it has a lot of similarities with marketing. And uh, a resource that has helped me a lot is the seven uh, piece of community building by CMX, which is like a uh, community for community builders. Mm -hmm. They have also a really active Facebook group and, and a lot of resources on their website as well, so I would recommend new community builders to check that out. Uh, the seven P's are purpose, so have like a clear goal with your community. Uh, the second one is people, who is it that you want to attract, uh, place, where do you want to meet. Uh, four is uh, participation, so what is it that you want them to do. And then policy is all about the rules. Have clear rules. Uh, these can also change while, while you go, so don't be too, too um, yeah, focused on that. Promotion, how will you get new members? And then performance, how will you measure the success? So it's basically like a marketing campaign. <coughs> I would also recommend not to start a community around your own name. I don't think uh, a Jenny's group for freelancers would work as well as freelancers in Belgium (laughs) this also uh, gives you an asset uh, that you can turn into anything else if uh, that yeah and something that that um, can leave a legacy in case you want to stop Um, and then also try to be neutral people really don't like community with too much commercial purpose so if you can try instead of starting your own community try to help an existing community or uh, try to find partners <coughs> with a with a similar offer, offering or with a, a complementary offering but a similar audience and I uh, think long term and also invest in it uh, it takes a lot of hard work to build a community so think uh, Try it at least for six months before you give it up. Don't give it up after the first month. <laughs> so, And then, of course, the give attention. Ask a lot of questions.
0: I think those are very valuable words. And I will certainly, I'll add the link to CMX, was it? Yes. CMX, I'll add the link in the show notes. So uh, aspiring uh, uh, community builders can, can check them out. Uh, and of course, I'll, I'll put in the link to uh, Freelanders of Belgium and uh, any other, uh, maybe the 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 roadshow or the the conference. I can add the link to once it's uh, live. So um,
1: yes, it will be on the website. Yeah, I will
0: push all traffic I can towards uh, your community mm-hmm. or everybody who wants to be involved. And uh, and then I can only thank you uh, a lot, Jenny, for this very insightful. Uh, words and this wonderful conversation again every time um, I am so uh, uh, taken away by how uh, deep this community building actually goes and how much of an expert a lot of people like you are in gathering people together and making them feel like they belong uh, somewhere so I can only ask you to keep doing what you're doing and um, I really hope that we meet each other soon in person and um, we can chat further about this.
1: (laughs) Great, thank you so much. Thank
0: you very much and bye, Jenny.
1: Bye-bye.